Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, final hour of the Lake Show here, News Talk 830-WCCO. The Minnesota Twins have lost a couple of pitchers here in the last 48 hours. They lost on Sunday evening. Um, they lost Kinta Maeda. He signed a two-year contract with the Detroit Tigers for two years, $24 million. And then yesterday, the big news was Sonny Gray going to the St. Louis Cardinals. Three years, $75 million. Sonny Gray goes to the Cardinals. So it, it, it brings up the fact that the, the Minnesota Twins have to add an arm. And I know that we can sit here and we can talk about the payroll is going to be lower. Regardless of the payroll being lower, they have to add a starting pitcher. I don't think that anybody out there would view this as a successful offseason if they don't add a starting pitcher to this rotation. Because as it stands right now, in my mind, the rotation is this. As of today, the person that leads your starting rotation is Pablo Lopez. Joe Ryan is your number two. Chris Paddock is your number three. And Bailey Ober is your number four. That's the way that I view it as it stands right now. Now, you got to add another arm because two of those names that I just mentioned to you guys are young guys. Joe Ryan is got a ton of talent. He's still trying to find his way. He's still trying to, you know, he's still a guy that needs a little bit more seasoning. Bailey Ober is a guy that he's had some success, but he needs a lot more experience too. And you saw that this year. There was there was the moment where it was like, hold on, hold on, we gotta figure this thing out. We gotta, we gotta take Bailey Ober out of the rotation and we gotta iron out the kinks a little bit. So I think that you got to add a veteran arm into this mix for you to continue to remain at the top of the division. Now, MLB.com, they have a story up that they posted last night. The bet, the five best starters you can trade for this offseason. Now, whether you go out and spend money in free agency, let's see. Or just the bottom line of just going out there and trying to trade. However you got to go about doing it, 
you got to get another starter, okay? And you might have to trade for that starter because you've already said that the the amount of money that you're going to spend in terms of payroll is going to go down. So that's the reason why this whole trade for starter might be the way that you go about it. So let me give you the the names that they mentioned in the article at MLB.com. Tyler Glasnow. So th- they've got him from the Tampa Rays. He's 30 years old, final year of his deal at $25 million. And then he's only got one more year because then he's going to hit free agency. Tyler Glass now, they have listed. Secondly, Dylan Cease from the White Sox. He's 28. He is going to make $8.8 million in arbitration. Two years before he's, you know, going to hit um, free agency. Dylan Cease from the White Sox. Then you got Corbin Burns from the Brewers. Going to make $15.1 million in arbitration, final year before free agency. And he's 29. So those are those are three. Number four, Logan Gilbert from the from the Mariners. He's 27. Now he's somebody that makes $4.9 million in arbitration. He's got four years before he's a free agent. So and he's 27. So he's got some more years of club control. And then you have Shane Bieber, who's 29. He's the most accomplished, I would say, of all of these pitchers that I've named. $12.2 million arbitration, final year before free agency. So this is where I stand on it. And I'd love some reaction at 651-461-9226. I think that if you're going to trade for an arm. The arm needs to be one where you're going to have more club control or some club control beyond next year. The whole thing of trading for a guy that's got one year left on his deal and then he's going to walk off into free agency, I just I don't feel strongly that that's the move. I, I would love to, if you're going to roll the dice, roll the dice on somebody that you can have club control over, as opposed to even if that means that's what high, they did with Kenta Maeda. Even if they have a higher end arm, mm-hmm. Shane Bieber. I like Shane Bieber. Yeah. I think everybody loves Shane. Shane Bieber is also in the division. You're going to say I, that, that's what takes that's what takes Dylan Cease and Shane Bieber out of the equation. And 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 so I am not necessarily in favor of doing deals in the division with Shane Bieber uh, with uh, with Cleveland. Or with the White Sox. The White Sox, they're willing and dealing already. They, they they did a deal with the White Sox where they got a bunch of pieces. I'm not with the White Sox. They did a, a deal with the um, Atlanta Braves where they got a bunch of pieces for an arm that they gave up. So if you're going to make a deal, number one, let's do it for somebody that you can have club control over. And then number two, um. Something outside of the division, not anything inner the division. That's me. What yeah, about you? Yeah, I. There, there's no way the Guardians or the White Sox trade within the division. I, I can't, I can't see it happening. The interesting thing about this, because you're talking about having to make the trade, so it's not like the salary has got to line up, but that's also something you have to consider 
that the salary that you're giving up, if you don't want to add a ton of payroll, you don't want that to be, you know, so offset that yeah, you, you're you're trading a player or two, but at the same time, you've got to absorb several million more in salary. And the Twins do have pieces to trade. But there's no question. I think you're still looking at the corner outfield depth. I would like to see any of those. I, I mean, I Corbin Burns, I would love to see him in a Twins uniform. I don't see it happening. You know, Tyler Glass, now I know he had the arm issue late last year, but... That scares me a little bit. It, it does. Because because of what we dealt with, with uh, Tyler... Uh, Tyler Malley? Yeah, Tyler Malley. Yeah, well, that, I mean... That scares me a little bit. Well, and the same thing with Chris Paddock. Like, you knew Chris Paddock was compromised when you picked him, when you traded for him. You know, Kenta Maeda was compromised when you traded for him. But that's also, you know... you Did you, we know that about Kenta? Yeah, I mean, when, when the Dodgers signed Kenta Maeda, they knew that down the line he was going to need Tommy John surgery. And if the Twins did not know, I have to assume that the Twins would know that because that was something that the Dodgers knew. That was one of the reasons why they limited working out of the bullpen instead of the starters. So I feel like they tried to extend it a little bit more. You, the, you know what's frustrating about this whole thing, Henry, is, is that you know, we talk about, well, at least I brought it up, where you're going to lose that TV money from Bally's and Diamond Sports. Well, one of the team, you lose Sonny Gray to the Cardinals. Yeah, guess what? They're dealing with the same thing. I mean, you got fourteen other, you got fourteen major league teams that are dealing with the Bally Sports, you know, fallout, the Diamond Sports bankruptcy fiasco. So it's hard for me to look at that and and say, okay, let's blame that all on the television deals. But I think in terms of the salary, maybe Logan Gilbert is the only one that you look at because I I don't see them going out and making a a big splash for any, but there's nobody out on the open market that you look at and you're like, yeah, th- these are guys that I feel like the twins would take a swing at. I look at our situation and it's not, at least in my opinion, it's not as dire as maybe a lot of people would, would want to. No, to I mean, they're going scene. in with four spots, essentially locked up, which is possibly. Yes. Po- possibly. And, and, and I mean, you know, Bailey Ober. Yeah. They, had to take him out of the rotation, send him to St. Paul, and let him rest a little bit because he's throwing all those innings. But you had, I mean, you had depth but, in AAA. But I'm talking about from 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 the standpoint of not just from a from a pitching perspective, but also just from a, your entire roster perspective. Yeah. Like I know that the payroll is going to go down a little bit. That doesn't concern me as much as maybe a lot of other people because I like the talent that we have in the organization. Well, and it's you've got them like, on rookie contracts too. They're cheap. It's, it's not as though you have to – that that your your team is in a situation where just to be competitive, you got to go out and spend a lot of money. No, you're already competitive. You're supplementing pieces at this point. You're you're filling holes. Like you, you don't – the Twins do not have a whole lot of holes right now. For this roster. And that's a really good thing. And I don't have an issue. And let me state this. And and look, I may end up being proven wrong. We'll see how this plays out. Time will tell. I'm not somebody that's sitting here and I wanted us to give three years, $75 million to Mm -hmm. Sonny Gray. I I just, I don't think that that's a wise investment. I don't think that Sonny Gray is going to hold up for another three years. Not pitching the way. Sonny Gray was a good pitcher for the Twins the last two years. There's no, there's no doubt about it. Sonny Gray was a good guy for the Twins. Yeah. 
I don't think that $75 million for Sonny Gray for three years is a wise investment at this point. Well, he's 34 years old. You got 35, 36, 37. Unless, unless you're a Max Scherzer or – and even we see Max – we see these guys break down these elite arms. And Sonny Gray is not an elite arm. And I'm not sitting here throwing shade at Sonny Gray because he was – he was a great pitcher. For, I mean, second the Cy Young Award. But consider this, too. If you're going to trade for a guy, Henry, you don't need to go out and get a front-of-the-rotation guy like you had with Pablo Lopez. You can get a guy who is going to slide in to the back end. That's okay. You don't need to get – if you go into the season right now with those four guys and your top two are Pablo Lopez and Joe Ryan – I'm perfectly okay with that. Well, I, I think that – so there's one thing I do want to state about that because everybody loves Pablo Lopez. I'm a big fan of Joe Ryan. But this is a big season for Joe Ryan. This is where Joe Ryan steps up and he lets it be known, I am a baller. I am a gamer. I am that guy. I am him. The young kids say, I am him. I think that this is the year – where Joe Ryan needs to ball out and say, look, man, I know that Pablo is the guy right now, but I am him also. And, and I, I think that it's all set up for Joe Ryan to be that guy this year. If, if he could be that number two guy that shows that he can wheel and deal and be consistent at it, the sky's the limit. Yeah, I was perfectly okay two years ago. You, you, get, you get him at the trade deadline for Nelson Cruz, part of that. And then 20, was it 2022? He's your opening day starter. I had no problem with that at the time. I had no problem. And and if he was going to be your opening day starter next year, okay, because you got Pablo Lopez. So I I understand that. I feel like the upside is there for Joe Ryan. And the nice thing for the Twins is that he's still in the pre-arbitration. And then I think you've got three years of arbitration. So... You want him to take those step that step forward, but in terms of the financial commitment for the Twins, they don't have to make that big monetary investment in him yet. 651-461-9226. Coming up next, we've got Word on the Street on The Lake Show. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever 
or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, what is the word on the street? I'd love to hear it. Word on the street? Christopher Tubbs? Help me out. What uh, pop culture entertainment info gossip do we have this evening? Well, for those of you that are a fan of the Hangover franchise, sexy Bradley Cooper said he said yes to the Hangover 4 in an instant. But there's also some bad news. Bradley Cooper recently visited the New Yorker Radio Hour, during which he shared his feelings on whether he would be interested in doing a fourth installment of the popular Todd Phillips-directed movie series about a group of friends who keep having to deal with fallouts after extremely wild night of partying. I would probably do Hangover 4 in an instant, he said on the podcast, because I love Todd, I love Zach, I love Ed so much, I probably would. Probably isn't a yes. Yeah. Zach Galifianakis... And Ed Helms were Cooper's co-stars in The Hangover 2009, along with the two sequels. Now, they also starred Justin Bartha and Ken Jeong. But while Cooper would be keen to do a fourth go-around, he was quick to add on the podcast that fans shouldn't get their hopes up. I don't think Todd is ever going to do what he said, uh, because he's currently wrapping up a project, Joker, Folly, Adieu. Now, Cooper himself is a decorated director in addition to his acting credits. Currently stars in the new biopic, Maestro which he also directed following the life of legendary composer Leonard Bernstein. Hmm. Okay. All right. So, look, I love The Hangover. Oh, it's a great movie. I think that everybody loves The Hangover movies, right? But I don't think it's going to – I don't think we're going to see another Hangover. I just don't – you got too many stars that have to be on the same page, that have to be on the same vibe. It, It just seems like from Bradley Cooper, he's like, I would do it. I'd probably do it. Probably is not a yes, by the way. Probably probably is just probably. If, if everybody else is doing it, it's kind of like, well, if everybody else is doing it, would you do it? He's like, yeah, probably. 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 I liked The Hangover 1, but I feel like after you've seen the first one, it's kind of like Jaws. You know the shark's going to eat people? Oh, the first Hangover is The Hangover. The Hangover, yeah. 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 But it's like, you know they're going to get drunk. You know there's going to be some sort of calamities. Unless you get... Mike Tyson and a tiger in a bathroom and the whole Phil Collins in the air tonight, air drum. No. Uh, yeah, it's it's got to be one and done, right? Like, you know, a player going to Duke or Kentucky. Hey, Paul Rudd did not enjoy the diet he had to adhere to in order to transform into Ant-Man. We love our Ant-Man. Paul Rudd did not like being Ant-Man <laughs> because he called it horrible and restrictive. He said that his prep for Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania was a real bummer. He was a guest on the comedy food podcast Off Menu where he said his nutrition plan to get into Marvel shape was so intense he'd have sparkling water as a treat. I feel you. Me too. 
when I was out to train for the Ant-Man movie and I was on a very restrictive diet, my reward was sparkling water, he said. And that's how horrible that diet was. I was like, all right, can I have some sparkling water now? I've earned it. And it wasn't flavored, and I was going to go crazy. He said he grew accustomed to training for all the films he's appeared in as Ant-Man. Once you're in it, it's not too hard, he said. But no matter what, that the other Marvel stars always look better than him. <laughs> that's a total Paul Rudd. He's great. I worked out harder than anyone. I would eat better than anyone, and I looked worse than all of them. <laughs> I had to work out all the time, eat perfectly, just to look kind of bad. Kind of bad. Not oh. even great. Oh, and they slated to appear in Ant-Man, the Avengers, and the Kang Dynasty. It's currently in that pre-production. I love everything about what he just stated. I love everything because, you know, as we age and you work out hard, yeah. you work out hard and you're like, okay, am I ever going to be able to shed some of this? Some of it's just, it's not <laughs> it's going there. anywhere, it's man. There. It's just, it's just there. You work hard and it's there. Yeah. Yep. And so, so I'm not saying that I'm just going to settle for that. Cause I, yeah. right now I'm doing the whole 30 diet. I'm doing the whole 30. I got my, my, my cashews and nuts. Uh-huh. I, I got to go get some more fruit after I get off the airwaves. Um, what did I eat? Yet you saw me earlier with the sardines. So did, like, did, did, did you microwave sardines? No. You, okay, I was like, okay. No, you saw me with sardines. I saw you with sardines, but I had there was some weird smell coming from the kitchen, and I was like, that's why I asked you. I'm like, do you have like some sort of pork? And you're like, no, these are sardines. And I'm like, okay, please so, tell me you were not microwaving the sardines. But okay, you're you're okay there. Yeah, that'd be weird. I, yeah, I want to uh, know who did that. So so, I, I I get it. I get it, Paul. But but. Paul, I don't think he's ever going to be an out of shape person. No, Paul. He Rudd, just doesn't look like that type of guy. Paul Rudd is just a guy. He's just a guy. I was thinking about this too. Like you think about the funny comedians that have come from Kansas City and St. Louis. Like Kansas City's got Rob Riggle, Paul Rudd, they got a like, ton. Eric Stone Street. Yeah, great. Hey, speaking of Kansas City, we're gonna go to this last one because I get a kick out of it. Travis Kelsey wearing a strip club shirt might raise an eyebrow for some. But the dude isn't batting an eyelash at all, which says a lot about how solid his relationship is with Taylor Swift. I don't know if you've heard about it, but apparently they're a thing. I that's what I've seen on the Never internet. Never heard of it. I, I I've seen it on the internet, so it's got to be. I didn't true. even know that they knew each other. Yeah, I I know, right? I I think it was something about like sliding into the Instagram DMs or something. I'm hmm. not sure how that works. What is that? Yeah, it's something the kids do nowadays. Okay. Yeah, sliding into the DM. I'm sure if you Google, it'll kind of you know take you through a a tutorial. The Chiefs tight end was spotted wearing a fashionable slash cozy outfit after Sunday's game against the Las Vegas Raiders, but folks couldn't help but notice a T-shirt he was rocking underneath his windbreaker with the words Crazy Horse Las Vegas emblazoned across the front. Now, for those in the know, Crazy Horse 3 is a popular strip club, and the obvious question people started asking is did he visit the place while also dating the biggest pop star in the world? Now, he's one of the most famous guys in the world right now as he and Taylor continue to see each other. And undoubtedly, he also understands the PR game that comes with that. With that said, he's clearly going to be himself, not try to fit into whatever perfect mold Taylor Swift boyfriend image others might have in mind. Translation, he's comfortable in his own skin and his bond with Tay-Tay. Travis and Taylor back together in Kansas City now after she wrapped up her Brazil shows. They'll likely spend the rest of the holidays side by side. So Tavis... Going strong, and then some strip club shirts or not. I like it. I'm looking at it right now. It's just a basic white, I mean, not white. It's a basic black T-shirt with white writing on it. It's that, a T-shirt. This is a, yeah, it's, it's not anything out of the ordinary. I, I mean, yeah, I don't, 
It's the kids. It's not that deep. And he's in Vegas. If you're in Vegas, when in Vegas, right? You just you, you just want a football game. Go he's to gotta the, stay in Vegas, man. I don't know why y'all snitched it on Travis man, Kelsey right now. Go to the nudie bar, Travis Kelsey. You've earned it. Don't do that. Uh, what was it like monitoring? Being a part of the Deion Sanders experience. They come in. They come in. My buddy, Sean Keeler, columnist, Denver Post. He joins us next here on The Lake Show. One of the biggest, I guess, stories in the world of college football this year, without question, was the University of Colorado Buffaloes and new head coach Deion Sanders in his first year. And nationally, it was insane the amount of coverage that they had the first month of the year and how everybody was looking at Deion Sanders and how well they started off. Uh, It did not end as well in the second half of the season. And joining us now to talk about what a crazy year was like in Colorado, let's uh, hear from uh, the Denver Post's own columnist, Sean Keeler. He's joining us here on the Lake Show on News Talk 830 WCCO, courtesy of the John Schuster Coal Banker Hotline. Hey, Sean, how you been, man? I'm good. How are you, Mr. Lake? Pleasure to hear your voice. Happy holidays. And happy holidays to you, sir. It's, it's been a lot of fun just kind of watching everything that's been going on from afar with uh, Deion Sanders in that uh, first-year program of his. But uh, what was it like for you at the Denver Post, man, to kind of track and follow everything that was going on with Dion? I know it had to have been, like, crazy. Because if it was crazy nationally, it had to have been super crazy for you guys there. Well, it's weird because, you know, we're in the eye of the storm, and so there are parts of it that are a lot calmer than you would think. But it's – I mean, you know me. I'm not prone to hyperbole. Uh, I'm prone to you know, chicken wings and, and, uh, and beer, but not hyperbole. And I it's – it's a little like covering a Kardashian, I guess. There's cameras everywhere where, you know, you're, you're, you get so used to it, I guess, that it isn't as weird after a while that maybe sort of like, you know, <laughs> like, like a thrill ride. It's like, this is, you know, you does, it doesn't sink in until you're off, off the ship. It doesn't sink until you're out of the car. That this isn't normal. That an entire Amazon Prime crew of people walking around in, in front of you uh, is not something that happens in most football programs. Although, you know, depending on how this goes, maybe it, it will happen at more. Well, how would you best describe Deion Sanders? I have never had the opportunity to meet Deion Sanders. And I know that, you know, the reality is not always what we see on television or hearing the sound bites and all of that. Um, I, I just from, you know, on the outside, it just seems like Dion is, first of all, he's one of the greatest football players that we've ever seen play. In quarterback yep. position, he was unbelievable. Athlete. He, he, he does, athlete. Yeah, yeah, and unbelievable yeah. In, in, in baseball, too. He seems, though, like a guy that clearly he's super confident, but he doesn't come across to me as, like, overly arrogant, or am I wrong on that? Uh, <laughs> I think you might be giving him a little too much credit on on the pride standpoint, because I was going to say um, stubborn, okay, um, principled, um, uh, but – no, I think stubborn and principled would be pretty good. Prideful would be up there too. He knows who he is. He knows his brand. He is always aware, and there's the Kardashian thing again, of the brand. Um, but sometimes he's not aware about his sort of – and 
politicians have this. Many do on both sides of the aisle. He also has this unusual ability to take all sides of an issue at the same time and make you convinced that it, whatever side he happens to be on at that time is completely right. And it, 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 it can't be moved. Uh, it's, it's pretty remarkable that way. I think he'd be an excellent politician. I don't know if he'd be a great policymaker, but he would be a lot of fun to watch on the trail because it's, it's kind of like cover also like covering a celebrity politician. And I, I remember, you know, Jesse Ventura to make a provincial to, to your audience a little bit growing up in Iowa. I actually, I grew up in, you know, Gopher from the Love Boat. I grew up in his district. I met him many times. I, 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 I kind of get those same weird, is this happening to me vibes with, with Coach Prime that I got from Fred Grandy. You didn't think you were going to get a Love Boat reference when you called me, my friend. But that's what I <laughs> We're talking to Sean Keeler, Denver Post columnist here on the Lake Show on News Talk 830 WCCO. Are there anything looking back at this past season and the way that things played out from start to finish? Are there any things that you think that Dion, if he could do them all over again, he would? Oh, I think you'd have a different offensive line coach. I think he would have I think you would have recruited better big guys. I mean, that goes without saying. I mean, it's it it's not much of a of an oratory, but it's the narrative is kind of what it looked like on the field. Not how, I don't know how much you got to see him after that Oregon game. I think a lot of the country, you know, that three, and oh and they were running into that game. I think it's like, literally you could hear, we joked uh, in Eugene, you could hear the sound of TV sets being switched off. Uh, from, I think it was 35, nothing at the half. We went, well, that'll do it. Uh, that's about it for this story. Uh, and that Stanford game was another one of those moments like that, but they just, they just weren't very big. And they weren't very, they were they weren't Big Ten enough, even in the the dying embers of the Pac-12, which turned out to be a heck of a, a league. Yeah. In hindsight, in its last death throes, uh, more so than it ever was in this decade leading up to it, and that's a whole other rabbit hole. But they they just didn't get any breaks. I mean, it, it was kind of almost Big Ten East like. It just was like you're you better figure this out because you're not going to get. You're not going to get another, you know, another Indiana around the corners. You, you know, it's, it's the old line: if you can't tell the sucker at a poker table, it's it's you. If you can't tell the Indiana in a division, it's you. And, and they became that. Hey, uh, and, and, and you know, that's where they're going to address it on the recruiting front. Hey, Sean, let me ask you this: This is kind of a local angle question, but Tim Brewster, the former University of Minnesota uh, football head coach. He resigned as the tight end coach for Colorado just a, a day or two ago. Uh, w- w- was that? I mean, h- how do you, how did how did that play out? What, what was the reason behind that? Because Brewster actually came with Prime to Colorado from was did he come from the previous institution, Jackson State? Yeah, yeah, he, he goes to them at Jackson. He was one of his uh, his bad guys, basically. Um, that's complicated and somewhat speculative. Uh, because obviously Sean Lewis, the offensive uh, coordinator, now former offensive coordinator, is expected to be announced as the new San Diego State head coach. Um, and and when they switched play calling dudes, you know they they effectively sort of demoted Coach Brew in that arrangement too. When they when they demoted Sean Lewis and gave. Uh, uh, and gave Pat Shermer another voice. We do get all kinds of Minnesota connections that way. 
I gave him the, the play calling duties about a month ago to finish out the year. It didn't really change their fortunes at all. It sure as heck didn't improve their stats. But uh, I think there were definitely behind the scenes some egos bruised, let's say that, and some other opportunities that came up for both Coach Brew uh, and for Sean Lewis. And certainly in the case of Sean Lewis, he was ready to jump at it. And it sounds like uh, he already has. Let me ask you this. Do you follow Tim Brewster on X or Twitter? <laughs> I <laughs> no. Okay, I was just because if, if, if you do, if you do, if you do, he's probably going to block you real quick. Yeah, yeah. I I kind of knew what I was getting into again for, <laughs> for some of my Big Ten past. I covered him when he was was at the U. Uh, I had no interest in getting a match. I mean, he's he's good at what he does generally if that's what you want him for if that makes sense but uh what's weird here is he was about the only and and that's what's kind of strange in the fallout of his resignation is they don't have anybody left here who like knows any of the high school coaches here uh in greater denver and i don't think they care and i think that was what was telling about coach brew leaving too is they're like well you know at least you know he was here with the broncos staff and his kids played at, at one of the bigger parochial schools here in town, and he knows a lot of the prep coaches. Uh, they're like, nah, we don't care. We're not recruiting Colorado guys, which is another rabbit hole uh, and not unique to see you that way. The Colorado State has some of those issues, too. All right, so Colorado, they lose uh, their final six games of the year. They lo- that, you know, the Stanford was the beginning of the end because you knew after the Stanford game that they're facing UCLA, they're facing Oregon State. Arizona, then they got blown out, massively blown out by Washington State, and then they lose to Utah. Um, I know that early on the fans and everybody was super energized there. Well, at the end, was it a situation where fans were like, look, we understand that there were going to be some growing pains and we were not going to, you know, for the for the length of and duration of the season that we were going to be able to uh, have a winning season, we were eventually going to be – um, overmatched because yeah. of the offensive line? Or do you think that there are actually some people that look at the situation and they're like, man, you know what, this is underwhelming? I'd say 8 out of 10 are in the former camp. I, okay. I think his his Q rating, his approval rating, you know, back to politics, is still pretty high. I okay. think I, what was the Vegas over-under was what, 3.5? I think it was 3.5, yes. Over, yeah, they got over that. They just got over it really quick. Um, they won the two games they had to, you know, making air quotes. You had to beat Nebraska. You know how that rivalry goes. You had to beat CSU. They did that. And anything after that was kind of found money. You know, I think that there was a a level of of realistic expectations here from that point. So I'd say 8 out of 10 fans would tell you, no, still fine, had fun, uh, got weird, got frustrating, but uh, I think it's all about year two for the fans, and with you know one more year of of the chosen ones of Shadur and Shiloh and Travis Hunter being together, it's about year two for the coaching staff and for Coach Prime too. So you know, here we go. Yeah. Two final questions for Sean Keeler, Denver Post columnist here on the Lake Show on News Talk eight three zero WCCO. How are people reacting to the decommitments that have uh, occurred with uh, Coach Prime's recruits here the last uh, three or four days? Uh, that's that's probably more of a 65% approval because I think it's starting to sink in, and this has been sort of the general understanding and fear is this might only be a two-year thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That there may be, you know, this is about the TV show and about the kids, and that means we might be moving on once the kids are in the NFL. Where are we going next in the Coach Prime show? 
And that could be anywhere. Hey, maybe the Falcons get bored or the Titans get bored and say, hey, Prime, you want to do this? Although I don't think he wants to coach the NFL. He likes he likes the power. He likes the privilege. Uh, he knows he won't have that at the next level. So I think the recruiting thing, to, your, to answer your question, has folks nervous and a little more realistic about the possibility that there may not be a year three or a year four. Let's put it this way. If you were wager, if we were putting down a wager, we don't. But, but if we were, I'd say most likely Deion Sanders is gone at this time next year or coaches in the bowl and then leaves. But if he doesn't, he'll be here forever. He'll never leave. <laughs> he'll just he'll he'll warm, he'll get the warm coats out, and it'll be prime in the mountains forever. So it's it's probably one of the two. That's interesting. Hey, Sean, man, I'm glad that you're doing well. I appreciate the time tonight, man, and happy holidays, man. And I'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, sir. Take care up there. See you, man. All right, take care. That's Sean Keeler, Denver Post columnist. Interesting. He think that prime is only going to be at Colorado for one more year. Final segment of the Lake Show coming up next. All right, the final segment of the show tonight. Chris was gone last night. He's gone tomorrow as well. J-Lo is in for you, right, tomorrow? Yes, yeah, we've had to move some things around. Originally, it was going to be Josh, but it is going to be J-Lo. J-Lo. Yeah. As in Jennifer Lopez. Yeah, don't be fooled by the rocks that he's got. Because he's still J-Lo from the Power and Light District. No, I know. I'm talking about Jennifer Lopez. Oh, no, no, no. Well, I, I mean, hey, no, Ben, yeah. I mean, that's what I signed up for. Oh, well. I signed up for Jennifer Lopez without Ben Affleck. Yeah, you did. Apparently, you need to check the schedule a little bit better. <laughs> well, hey, was he on the schedule? Was no, he? he wasn't. Okay, all right, then. See, there you go. It just said J-Lo. It just says J-Lo. It the just J-Lo says J-Lo Glow. L O W E, not L L O. I mean, it's phonetically, it sounds the same. You know, J Lo, J Lo, J Lo, J Lo. How about Tim Brewster, man? I did. I was not expecting. Where does he, where does he land next? Oh, man. oh my gosh! Has he blocked you? No, he hasn't. Okay. Well, do you not, follow him? Not that I know of. Hold on. Wait, do you follow him? Yes, I do. I don't follow. I've never followed Tim Brewster. I follow him because I know that people like he gets block he blocks people all the time. Tim Brewster. Tim Brewster. Yeah, for some reason I let me see. Yeah, he tweeted an hour ago. Yeah, I must not be following him then. Either that or he's blocked me. What's the what's the the handle? Uh it's his his name, Tim Brewster. Husband to Canada. Yeah, I mean, I'm. Yeah, he yeah, I mean, I, yeah, he I, hasn't. Yeah, I, 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 he, he hasn't I, blocked me yet. I could follow him if I wanted to. I've never wanted to follow him, though. Yeah. I think that part of the not following Tim Brewster is because he blocks everybody, it seems mm-hmm. like, that says, has anything negative to say about him. Yeah. Like, to me, like, isn't, isn't Twitter about. Twitter is about the good and the bad, right? And I'm not saying that you got to take the hatred from people. Yeah. And I'm not saying that 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 it's it should just be open ended for people to just take shots at you 24 seven. But not everything's gonna be awesome 
Oh, it's funny. I, I'm just looking at the text line now. I hadn't, yeah. I hadn't looked at the text line in a while. It says, don't forget about Tim Brewster. I didn't yeah. see that. I asked your question for the 952. Well, yeah, see, and that's what I see? thought. Like, I've got the text no, line up. And I, 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 I thought you I were looking at the text line. No, I wasn't looking okay. at the text line. I just, Look at that. I'm looking see? at it now. Synergy between you and the texters. Hey, texter, I had your back the entire time. Yo. We're on the same page. H. Lake, I was look not, at that. I was not going to talk about... Colorado football without bringing up Tim Brewster. Man, see, you are all about Lake Nation right there, okay? Tim Brewster's got Gopher Nation. Look at that. You're stepping up for Lake Nation. Look at that. Man. Yeah, that that's that's something. Yeah, I mean... What? I am it. Look, I, to get I, back I, to I, the I, Gophers for a yeah. second... I feel like I need to tweet something what, at him now. What What are the Gophers going to do about their quarterback situation? I, I mean, if, I have no if they're idea. in a bowl game, then we're what are we doing? I, I mean, you got your backup quarterback, you got your like the Chicken Jansky kid. Uh, because I saw something from Andy Greeter earlier on today. Their first starts in a bowl game. Yeah, because I mean, Andy Greeter uh, about four hours ago, there was another quarterback, like their third string quarterback, also entered the transfer portal. So yeah. You got, I mean, I I don't know who you got. I mean, does Ricky Foggy have any eligibility left? Now, Ricky does have any eligibility left. Okay. Because he's the new head coach of the Minnesota Myth. That's the new, like, uh, arena he, football league. Is he really? Yeah. Oh, see, I didn't know that. I knew that I, we were, I knew that we were you know getting what? an arena team. I should get Ricky on the show for tomorrow, man. I, I knew That's that, my I, guy. I knew that we were getting an arena team here. Have you ever, like... I, yeah, I went. That, I went to Arena Football in in Kansas City. Man, I, I hope that it works out. But some of these arena leagues, they're just they're so unstable. Like the ownership is unstable. And I'm not saying like the Arena League, but there's like the IFL, the you know KIFL. Like there's like all of these other secondary leagues. I hope that it works out because the Arena League, it's fun. Like it's action packed. It's you, you're. Right on top of the action. Ricky Foggy on Twitter at yeah. R Foggy. Okay. R Foggy. Just did just n- not Ricky, but R mm-hmm. Foggy. Head coach for the Minnesota Myth Arena football team. Yeah, there he is. And he I'm gonna tell you this right now. Man, Ricky's in great shape. Great shape. Every I'm, time I see him, he looks like he's Well, he works out a lot. Yeah. He trains and stuff the whole lifetime fit. I mean, he 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 takes care of Takes care of himself, man. man I, see, I saw him about three weeks ago at Lifetime, and I was like, damn, Rick. What's well, good, man? See, in the, one of the breaks earlier, we were just kind of you know joking back and forth. But I'm like, I really remember one of my first memories of Gopher football was just watching Ricky Foggy run wild at the Metrodome. Just seeing like 14 going everywhere. And I'm like, man, that dude was a baller. Absolutely no, no baller. Yeah, and I mean – That'd be cool to get Ricky Foggy on the on the show. That'd be all right. Yeah, Ricky is a he's a good dude. Arena football man. That's he's you, been on the show before, but not not with you here. I don't think. I think he's he's been on with me. Before. Has, okay, yeah, I think he's been on once when I've been here, but I mean that's been like four years, so I can't remember what I did yesterday. <laughs> I'm trying to erase yesterday and anything before from my memory. Oh God. Dude, that was so bad. Like, I've never texted the word gross so many times during a football game as I did last night watching whatever the Vikings and Bears were trying to do. I'm going to call you the jinx. Dude, you got beat by a team that didn't even score a damn touchdown. Like, that's... 
Dude, that's bad, yeah. Well, no, you can tell my brother because yesterday he's like, every game that I've gone to, we've won. And then, lo and behold, yesterday. So you can blame you can blame him. Hey, shout out to the Nature Boy, Ric Flair. It Woo! was awesome meeting Ric Flair earlier today. Yeah. I tweeted out my picture. Yep. I posted my picture yep. all over social media. He's a badass, dude. He's a legend, living legend, the Nature Boy. Diamonds are forever, and so is Ric Flair. Talk to you guys tomorrow night. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t